When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Going to remake a Patrick Swayze classic. Really think that's a good idea. And I know your mind immediately jumps to Dirty Dancing. No. Because you would think that would be, you know, oh. with all of his dance experience, that that would be the Patrick Swayze movie he would Nope. Jump in on, but not nope. that one. It ain't that one. Yeah, so we got that coming up. But first, let's begin this hour's e news with Taylor Swift this morning. <laughs> I might have to go to Chicago here in a couple of weeks. You say you hate Valentine's Day and you have no one to celebrate. Well, Chicago, January 27th. Through February 26th, there is a company called Bucket Listers, and they are opening up a Taylor Swift-themed breakup bar called Bad Blood. Oh. So the event's website says, whether you want to sing about your lover, those who were never yours, those you're never getting back together with, or those who still have your scarf, this is the perfect place for you. Hmm. Admission is 22 bucks a person. It does include a welcome-themed cocktail. It is not an official Taylor Swift event. It's not sanctioned by Taylor. It would be amazing but if she showed up. Wouldn't it be up. great if yes. she showed up? I know. I hope she doesn't do like a big cease and desist and tries to interfere with this happening because I think this is hilarious. Well, you know, it seemed like there for a while a lot of artists were getting into the bar business. And, um, it's you huge know, some are more successful than others, but I don't know. I mean, that, that could potentially, if you do it right, be very successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It could be fun. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know how I feel about this. We mentioned it on the Facebook Live video this morning. Uh, Channing Tatum is planning a remake of Patrick Swayze's 1990 hit, Ghost. Ghost with Demi Moore. Yeah. Uh -huh. So here's the deal. I guess Channing's production company, Free Association, owns the rights to the movie. And so they can pretty much do whatever they want with it. In a profile for Vanity Fair, he said he would play Patrick's role. But he said, we're going to do something different because I think it needs to change a little bit. Uh, interestingly enough, on, on a whole, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Do you want him messing I, around with no, that? No, I really don't. And here's the thing: if you haven't gone back and watched Ghost recently, it there there there's a lot of issues with that movie. Really, I think what made that movie so great pottery. was uh, the pottery scene. It was the chemistry between Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore, and the chemistry between Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg. 
So I don't know if you can recreate that. Right. That's going to be a real challenge. I don't know why he wants to. Why, like, just create a new movie. Well, it's such an incredible love story. I know, but leave it alone. Maybe the special effects will be a little bit better now than they were then, because that's one oh, thing you go back and watch, yeah. and it's like the actual ghost stuff. Well, like when a demon comes up and takes the guy. Yeah, down. the demon's a little bit raw. There's a couple of things yeah. that are a little rough. Uh, on another note, though, this was fun. Uh, he's he did you know one of those lie detector tests, and he was asked if he thinks he's a better stripper than his Magic Mike co-star Joe Manganiello. No brainer. And he said, "Oh." 100%. Joe's not a dancer. He wasn't in the Step It Up movies. Well, he said, you know, that's just <laughs> it. I mean, we're, we're, we're different classes of strippers. Like, when you look in the dictionary next to the perfect specimen of a man. Mm, that's a Joe. Probably Joe is one of the bodies that pops up. He's kind of weirdly flawless. But as far as stripping goes, Channing said, I would put myself above him dance-wise. Sorry, Joe. And he does have real-life experience. You know, he was a stripper, Channing Tatum. Right. He did the research, too. Yes. Remember how much he was, like, practicing for the first Magic Mike oh, movie? Oh, sure. You betcha. Let's, let's, like, Joe Maginello is hot on his own accord, though. He's just not a dancer. He's right. not a, He's not a stripper-level dancer like Channing Tatum. He's just kind of take his clothes off slowly and move a little bit kind of stripper. And that's kind of what he does in the film. Yeah. He's like the funny guy that's yeah. hot. Having said that, we got to take a break because we got a bunch of other stuff to get you caught up on as well. Uh, yeah, this is fun. Madonna's dirty truth or dare game with a bunch of celebrities. And- Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. What that led to as we continue next. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. My house has is coming shut it out with new windows from universal windows direct hi it's tim right now buy one window get one free they also do siding roofing and doors call 513-755-1800 check out uwd southwestohio.com Cowboys knocked Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of the playoffs. Yeah, and now fans want to know, will Tom Brady retire or retire, then immediately unretire? Um, yep, after the game, Brady was thinking about retiring, but then he saw the price of eggs and was like, I can't retire now. I mean, just, 
the Cowboys won is the first time they ever beat Tom Brady. He was 7-0 against Dallas Lifetime. Now he's 7-1. Brady was reportedly so upset after the game, he ate a carb. <laughs> Prince William visited the charity together as one for a cooking lesson and shared his favorite cake recipe, tell someone to make you a cake. <laughs> Tinder is testing a new version of their app that costs $500. $500, bucks, that's not a dating app, that's an escort service. <laughs> yeah, weather-wise, cloudy skies today, good chance of rain later. And Catherine Bodak is warning of some heavy downpours tonight. High near 50. Right now, 36 at Q102. All right, so Madonna played Truth or Dare with a bunch of celebrities in a very not-so-safe-for-work video. That's how she announced her upcoming 40th anniversary tour. God. Mm. So in the video, Amy Schumer, Judd Apatow, Jack Black, Lil Wayne, Diplo, Eric Andre, and Jack Black. And um, Madonna makes out with Jack Black. How fun is that? Of course, that was one of the dares. Uh -oh. Truth or dare? Dare. Yeah. I want you to tongue-kiss Jack Black. <laughs> Okay. I am a different man. Yeah, I'm also a different man. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then most, I mean, most of it is, you know, sexually oriented. So there's a lot that we can't talk about in yes. air. Uh, but Amy Schumer dares Madonna to do a world tour. Oh. Madonna. Yeah. I dare you mm -hmm. to do a world tour and play your greatest hits. Oh. Okay, so the answer is yeah. 80s, 90s, 2000s, four decades of music epic. Moi. MLVC. Welcome to the party, bitches. You know why she sounds like she's slurring? Because she can't move her face anymore. And I'm not oh. saying that in a mean way. It's true. It's so much. Well, or did she I, ever? Did she ever grills in? Because she she's did. been wearing those a lot. Yeah, and also I watch. So I I follow Amy Schumer on Instagram. So I watched this whole thing. It was like four minutes or whatever, and it was challenging at times to understand what Madonna was saying to Amy Schumer. And I think because she is just so like her face is so tight. I don't think she can move, really move it to form a lot of words. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's she's kind of interesting though. Yeah. She's calling it the Celebration Tour, kicking off in Vancouver the middle of July. It'll be hitting 35 cities across North America and Europe. I'm guessing the closest she's coming to us is Chicago. Uh, there's Cleveland, Detroit. Yeah. I'm assuming Chicago, too. Detroit, oh, so she is, she's going to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Wow. Vegas. She's doing a couple nights in Vegas. Cool. She says she's excited to explore as many songs as possible and hopes to give her fans the show they have been waiting for. Oh. So that could be fun. I just All remember right. when I went to see her in Louisville... Many years ago at the Yum Center, we the show was supposed to start at eight, and they brought out like a hype DJ at eight o'clock that played until eleven thirty. Oh God! Before she came out, yeah. And so they had Ugh. stopped serving food. They had stopped serving drinks. That's they, torture. We literally were just sitting there for three and a half hours listening to a DJ. Forget that. Yeah, it was really. It was. It really like I was so excited to see her. Yeah. And we paid a lot of money for those tickets, mm -hmm. and it was one of the biggest, most disappointing shows I've ever been to in my life. Wow, that's too bad. And she was like gyrating on the stage and slurring and couldn't remember the words. It was huh. an E News story that we talked about. Yeah, I remember that. After yeah, yeah. the fact. I'll be curious to hear what the reviews are once she gets going. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Let's talk about a movie that came out 25 years ago. It's a classic. It was very long, but uh, it, was one of the, it was a huge blockbuster box office hit, Titanic, starring Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio. There's always been a controversy surrounding this movie, and it's centered on the the the, the object, the door, the, the end, yeah, the door that, that they were floating on. It's like why the hell didn't she? Why didn't he get on the door with her? It's a big door, right? And <laughs> and he's not he's not on the door. She's on the door because well, she's a girl, right? He didn't have to die. That's the source the of controversy. Are, yeah. A lot of people say he didn't have to die. The door was big enough that they both could have fit on it at the end of Titanic. And it is that is the debate that will never be settled. However, it's completely irrelevant because, in fact, there was no door. What do you mean? I saw her floating on it. I'm going to tell you. During a recent panel discussion, James Cameron, the director, said, it's technically not a door. It's actually a piece of wood paneling from the first-class cabin. Mm. So James Cameron, he he's always insisted that the reason Jack and Rose couldn't both survive had nothing to do with there not being enough room on the piece of wood paneling. Okay. He, he says it could not have remained buoyant with both of them on it. Uh, they even did a forensic examination to... Uh, settle the debate on an upcoming National Geographic special. It's called Titanic, 25 years later. It airs on February 5th. And uh, here's how he said it turned out. It wasn't a door. Actually, he won't say how it turned out. Just that they, quote, came to some pretty hard and fast conclusions. <laughs> That means we got to tune in to figure out what happened. Yeah. It's funny. So there you go. He says it wasn't a door. Wasn't a There's door. There's been a thing going around TikTok, too, because the poster of the Titanic shows Jack behind Rose. And so on the front part of her hair, it's like curly. But then on the other side of her hair, it's all like straight and swoopy. And a lot of people are wondering, like, how did this picture get by all of the movie people because mm. it doesn't mm. really look like it's of the same head mm. so everyone's trying to figure out like whose hair is that that's what makes it fun though like i i for especially for movies that i really love that i'll see more than once which is rare i like going on inter the internet movie database and i'll pull up the movie and i'll look at the goofs yeah like here's the picture where she has curly hair on one side and then the other one's like totally swooped. Yeah, it looks yeah. cool though. And Leah's behind her, so people are like, What's going on with her head? Yeah. <laughs> Split style. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. All right. So have you ever noticed that halftime of pretty much every football game you've ever watched, the announcers always say the team that's behind has to go make some adjustments. Well, yeah. They're going uh, in at halftime. How many yeah. times have they come out and it's like a completely different team? That's what exact. That's what they do at halftime. <laughs> or they come out and we go, they didn't make any adjustments. Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> was making adjustments? Right. Well, Peyton Manning in his Monday Night Football Manning cast, he called it all BS. He said, I don't know if I ever made a halftime adjustment in my entire 18-year career. I think that's the biggest myth in football, the halftime adjustments. Really? He says, he says, you go in, 
You use the restroom, you eat a couple of oranges, and then the head coach says, all right, let's go. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. funny. Yeah. You get your IV fluids and you move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's funny. Wow. So I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, all those episodes on HBO, I mean, do... do Hard Knocks? Yeah, Hard Knocks. Do you ever get to see what happens during halftime in the locker room? Have, have they ever discussed... I don't think they Half-time do. Half-time adjustments? I think well, they just show you after the game. I think if there are adjustments being made, it's probably amongst the coaches and not oh. the players, you know? And then they're going out and they're just changing the plays that they call. But mm. and you do always kind of assume it's like a group effort. You just picture them all in the locker room in a big old huddle. Yeah. Going over everything that went wrong and what they can do better. All right, bring the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. It's kind of like when they get together and watch tape. You know, I feel like the same thing is similarly happening. It's kind of. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what we would do, like, halftime of basketball games. And I, I feel like great. our coach, well, no, our coach would be like, okay, this the it would be adjustments. Because she would be telling us, you know, okay, this is where you're screwing up. And this is what we need to do different and better when we go back out there. Well, the commentator's kind of perpetuate that too especially the commentators that were nfl football players themselves yeah well john did you see the interview with john harbour yeah harbour yes oh the sideline interview oh Oh, i'm like he he just was not having it at all he was leaving the field during halftime it was right before he was running off the field and there was a female reporter there. I can't remember who it was and was asking him like She asked him first about the the yeah the was between the third unsportsmanlike and fourth yeah. unsportsmanlike conduct call. call that just happened and he just kinda gave her a dirty look and he was like, I didn't like it one bit. And then he just kind of stared at her. And then she, I forget what the she second asked question him a was. Follow up question like, How are you gonna talk to the players about whatever? He's like, We're just gonna see how it goes. And he got it's real like, snippy. Yeah. yeah. And he, he hated it. And he was yeah. kind of a Total D-bag. I mean, I've always felt bad for those. I hate that they do that, you know, that these reporters have to. And I, you know, I'm sure it's a call from high up and it's agreement that the the coaches are required. They're required to do it. But I I don't like it. I feel bad for them that they're being pulled out of the game and distracted to have to deal with that. I mean, for as angry as he was, you, you could argue he was actually pretty restrained in that moment. You know, because he's mad at the officials and the whole situation. He's mad at his guys, putting him in that position, and <laughs> it's just—it's just bad for everybody. Could I have feel been a lot sorry. worse if he had blown a stack at her. Yeah, I oh, feel yeah. bad for the reporters. I would not want to be a sideline reporter and having to do that in the coach, middle of the game, knowing the coach, coach doesn't want yeah. any part of it. Can you give me two yes. seconds, coach? Well, uh. and when they win at the end, it's almost just as bad because they're just screaming. Okay, coach. <laughs> and and they don't want to, you know, they're just trying to celebrate. Yeah. I like it when they give them a few minutes and then pretty much everybody's off the field. And then you talk to them. Yeah. Well, that's what you get for playing dirty. Yeah. All right. That's your latest D News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead. We got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see Carrie Underwood, March 2nd at the Heritage Bank Center. And... We're going to throw in four tickets to Bridal-Rama, the Winter Showcase, happening February 4th and 5th at the Duke Energy Center. That's all straight ahead, but first, let's check the roads once again. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 Thanks traffic. Thanks for listening. 
to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.